I didn't piss. Remember when I said I was gonna take a piss? I, 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 I parked my okay. car right now. I just ran to the house and threw my shit. So I'm gonna. So I should probably step out then, right? Because no, you have no, to stay no, here and fill in for Doug while he goes and pisses, and then he'll come back, and then we'll go back to doing the free balling episode. But here. You can honorarily have balls like the rest of us. Your balls are just inside your tummy. You mean my fallopian tubes? No, silly. No, I was talking about the ovaries attached to those fallopian tubes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I know women's to, anatomy. Fallopian, <laughs> fallopian tubes. I love Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, my God. I gotta go. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. No, you you are obligated to be here until Doug shakes his wings and gets those drips out. Doug, go pee. Give me real quick sec. Okay. We don't want him rushing. He could hurt. We all know that pee comes from the balls, and if he does it too quickly, he won't have balls anymore, and he'll be a girl like you, and he can't be on free balling episodes. Oh well, then why am I here? Oh wait, because you're filling in for Doug with your imaginary lady ball tummy. It's not imaginary. It's just. Someone said, uh, oh, I think it was, um, who's that funny lady who's on, oh, she does a lot of animated voices too. Anyways, she said, a dick is a vagina that fell out. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. A dick is, wait, a dick is a vagina that fell out? Yeah, because you have your balls, which are your uh, ovaries. ovaries, and then the actual- Ooh, There's Doug's butt again, sorry. <laughs> and then the head, head is the clit, but enlarged and fallen out, and like- Everything guys have, women have, but inside of them. Well, because the only reason we have nipples is because fetuses start out as female, and then the Y chromosome goes and fucks all that yes. up. And that's so, why there's more women than men, because it takes an extra step for the extra chromosome to come in. Which is why we have dominion over women, because we're more specialer. Which right? is why I only have sex with men. Is this, what we're, <laughs> is, is this what we're going to play during Women's March Month? Is this what's happening? Yes. You gotta say, I have got him. We yes. actually all agreed to change it to Men's March. Yes, while you were gone. Ah! We're underrepresented in... Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you only get to run the fucking world and make more money than me. But yes, you're underrepresented. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to only do Keanu Reeves horror movies, which is very limited. And we're going to call it Whoa, Men's March. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, but just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad somebody at least gave me a pity laugh, albeit one Mississippi two Mississippi Q <laughs> laugh. Because everyone's afraid of the death, the look of death that I am exuding right now. Yes. At that. So. No, the sun balances it out. The floor uh, yeah. sun kissing your face, it's just there's no evil. Do you think the sun is male or female? Let's talk about that. Um, the sun? Well, yeah, it's the always giant pissed off, so it's, it's always on its period, so female. <gasps> oh, I mean, if you, go, oh. if you go with the Romans, isn't it a god? Helios, yeah, but the Helios was a dude and he had the chariots. So that's an interesting one. We can yeah, also but- get a Norse mythos. Who do you think would win in a fight? Aid Zeus or Odin? There is a correct answer. Odin. Yes. Thank you. I know. I'm not Doug, stupid. Can you think of why? Doglitas? Uh, Odin? Wasn't Odin the guy from Son of the Mask? Oh, the, the one that yells oh. at Loki. <laughs> well, um, you actually do have your comic history, right? Because that mask is Loki's mask. But Odin gave up his eye to drink from the well that gave him all of the knowledge. So he'd be a better tactician. And plus, Zeus would be too busy fucking little boys to engage in out and out combat. And he would lose. Oh, so yeah. Zeus was at Epstein Island. then? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Who was the god of not committing suicide? Ah, it was Jeffrey Epstein. He was the Roman god of not committing suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's scheduled to, uh, someone scheduled to commit suicide, that girl, sometime this week. So. Oh, oh yeah, Jizz Lane. Yeah. I mean, we all had to knew she was a sex offender when Jizz is in her name, right? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. You know, I, I love it when she was arrested. She's like, no, I can't go to jail. They have the wrong lotion in the showers. I, I only use the expensive stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, <sighs> if she went into the men's showers, they would have a completely different kind of lotion. Yeah, it rubs the lotion on the skin. Yeah, remember that was a thing on a Nip Tuck where they were cultivating boy sperm for facial masks? That was a provocative show. I actually Another. saw that like clip on YouTube recently. It was her son's, right? Yeah, foul. Yeah. What? I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. This is later seasons. 
You go uh, from a slasher flick into just doing things to be confrontational show, which was, you know, bold. I, I didn't. I stopped watching it when they went to L.A. because I'm like, who cares? They're not Miami anymore. So Miami, oh. the San Francisco beach. You they should have CSI Miami El Monte. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> All right. I'm going to step away for just a moment. Just oh, you actually moment. are going to stay on the show. Great. No, no, no. I got it. I'm a hot mess. I don't even know what we're talking this about. This show's going to be a hot mess. Wait, you, so you said you were going to just a moment. Are just you done for the episode? Or are you going to stay yeah, and do the do you, uh, deep? I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay. Yes. Right. Uh, Change come, your background. Come. Change right. your background. Give, give, give me a second. Give me a second. Now Doug is going to be you, but with his okay. ovaries on the outside. See? We're filling in for each other. You want to like see verse. my shirt? Yeah. CSA, thanks for the mammaries. <laughs> What's, What's the titty shirt say, Mikey? It says, I would totally survive in a horror movie. I bought it for the gym because it's really big and comfortable, but I thought it was cute. Do you think that you would survive in a horror movie? <sighs> no. Yeah. Well, actually, Sorry it depends. It depends. No, Scream 4 showed that gay gay characters die, too. He wasn't even gay. He, he is not what he, the guy's like, wait a minute, I'm gay. You can't kill me. He said it out of desperation. I don't think he was actually gay. Oh. He's basically saying it'd be discrimination. I, I saw Scream 4 one time, and that was enough to never think about it again because it was bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't put too much thought into it because they literally just like blurted it out right before he got killed. Yeah. Well, now I haven't seen the new one. Is it any good? I liked it. It wasn't like groundbreaking. See, there's an unfair thing going on right now where everybody's shitting on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that. I actually liked it. I watched it a second time and I liked it more. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That'll be our theme because we've all seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. And it can be in Women in Horror Month because he wears a lady's face. And puts makeup on it. Yeah. Very new ge- next generation. Next generation? Is that what it's called? Or is that Star Trek? Yeah, Next Generation. Well, ah. Next Generation is a, a Texas Chainsaw, and it's also a Star Trek. Oh, they're in the same universe? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Michael McConaughey and his robot leg are up in space. Matthew! <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Dude, oh. Chop Top would be an extraordinary foil for Data, right? Yeah, he okay. just around on the computer. Whatever that means. What do you mean? What, do you mean? what does that mean? You know what a foil is, No, right? I didn't say, what does that mean? I said, whatever that means. You left out a word. Yeah, Whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> you know what a data is? Data, Brett Spiner, Spinner, however it's supposed to be pronounced. I haven't He's seen. I haven't seen any of the Starses. No Star Wars. No Star Trek. No Star. I've Ball. seen Star Putas. I was at this porno <laughs> store in Pomona before the before the uh, pandemic happened, and they had a movie called Star Putas. I would watch that one because I can relate. Honestly, I'm, I'd consider watching. But Star Trek The Next Generation is like the best show. That's why I'm like a crazy libtard because I've watched that show and I was like, oh, this is what we should aspire to. We shouldn't be bombing babies and keeping people in cages. We should be working towards the the common goal of discovery, discovering Hmm. our bodies. Did you see the trivia about like how Lucille Ball funded Star Trek? That's pretty cool. It's also like the the lineage and history going into it. Like Gene Roddenberry, he wanted the original number two uh, to be a, a woman. So if you go back and watch the Menagerie episodes, that was actually the original pilot. And so they ended up, the studio was like, uh-uh, you can't have a chick. And so he was actually very clever because Nichelle Nichols, who's Uhura, she actually is third in command, if I'm not mistaken. So not only is it a woman who's almost second in command, it's also a black woman. So, uh, you know, there are some regressive elements to his character. But by and large, super progressive. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, there are a lot of good like horror episodes, too. The old one really was like a monster of the week, the, the original series. And the next gen is a little bit more esoteric. But we're here to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, apparently, because this was going to be a filler episode. We were just going to talk because I haven't been on an episode in weeks and you were all kind enough to placate me. And it just so happens that we've all made time to watch what Fetish Alvarez's Texas Chainsaw Massacre that the other directors didn't want to do, and the this guy apparently did. Adrian, you laughed and shook your head. What's going on? I just dear your your name for my Fede Alvarez, which I I was like, why does no one want to talk about how beautiful this man is? Like, firstly, and secondly, I think he did well with it. I mean, it was a screenplay, so he didn't direct it, but I, I whatever. I, well, I think it, he's just the story by, and then it's Chris Thomas Devlin as the screenplay. Oh, he did the story? No, I thought he did the screenplay too. That's what I read. 
I had read that it's just the story credit goes to him and that the other guy gets it. The other guy doesn't have any writing credits except for he just did a new thing called Cobweb. So maybe yeah. he's just the guy who put the story to form. But yeah, it was that's the way I had read it online multiple places. Um, okay. well, sidebar. I don't I don't think we did a successful intro, but that's just a sidebar. Okay. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. 11 minutes in. My name is Jake, and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co hosts, and cohorts, Doug, Adrian, and Mikey, who just um actually me to his detriment. Say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Uh oh. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Someone's in trouble. We're already That's... starting off on a bad foot, but it's fine. Oh, I didn't even know we were recording. So hi, guys. It's Doug. Were we supposed to press record on Audacity? I'm just kidding. 11 oh minutes and 35 <laughs> seconds just... ago, yes. Well, okay. No, I wasn't going to stay. And I, if Dan puts the TV on, I might have to go. So that's my only caveat. Caveat for this episode. Is he like Al Bundy like takes his socks off and he's like, hey, get me a beer. I'm going to watch my sports. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> oh, no. That's hot. You don't make him watch TV with the headphones on? Like when I watch something for just myself, my wife yeah. heavily implies that I am to do that where no one else can hear it. This well, movie included. Okay, so that's implying that that your wife is in charge, right? I am not in charge. Yes. I, I just want everyone to know that I am not in charge. So you have subverted yourself in Women in Horror Month. That is, you okay. need to take it back. Well, it, it, if he's I watching drink. the Roku, you know he can get the Roku app and plug headphones in. I do that we, all the time. Yeah. We we have he that we have a new TV in the living room, new TV in the bedroom. So we don't have Roku anymore. Actually, <gasps> we just have these Samsung TVs that are just ridiculously large and are really hard to put the sleeper timer on. So that's my. Oh, no. How are you going to see Grandpa Oats? I know. Well, I have to get the Roku thing. So, I mean, I still have my other TV, but apparently it's not good enough to be in the Mm. vicinity. So it's sitting in storage, unfortunately. So it wasn't broken. You literally rented storage space to put a working TV. Well, my shit's in storage. So the day that I pick up and go, I can just. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, my now my TV is in there. So literally, literally nothing is mine anymore, and it's very sad. This is my life. So, but is it ours now? Is that where, or is it just all day? It's not mine. I didn't pay for it. So, well, Aid, I think I owe you a gift or something. So I'll mail you like a Roku. I think I have an extra one or something. No, you don't owe me anything. No, it's the one that plugs into the TV. We should yeah. probably we should probably cut all that out because I don't want to sound like a bitter bitch. But anyways, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's staying in for sure. People need to know the plight of women in Women in Horror Month. Oh, my God. There's no plight. Um, a woman yeah. will even complain about a free TV. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of women, you know how they be. Oh, it's that insignia <laughs> brand, isn't it? That's horrible. She's like, I don't know how to turn it off. It's so big. <laughs> She's oh complaining God. about Sam's hung. Damn it. Sam's hung. <laughs> I was going to say Sam's hung, but then she wants to complain about Dan's hung, um, uh, which is a penis joke. Yeah. <laughs> not on Women's March. We can do See, that I, joke I, next month. I'm ruining the freeballing episode by my, just my very presence. So I feel terrible at that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like ping pong myself in, but I was like, oh my God, everybody's going to be talking and I'm not there. It made me feel so badly. So. Sorry. Yeah, that's become my life. But I mean, at least I'm still affiliated with the show where I was like, oh, I'm crying at Monster Squad because I have to quit. And then I was like, I'm not going to quit. This is like my <laughs> you're like my only real friends. <laughs> and then you guys recorded that because I'm like, I'm busy and I'm listening. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully we're not killing the show too much for you. So I've listened to every episode and I haven't said shit. That was so funny when Coker was like, I could say whatever I want. And I was like, yeah, bitch, you could say whatever you want. You gave him free reign. You gave him the key to the city. So. You did. I know. And now yeah, he's going to say whatever this. he wants. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll fill him for Coco right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If he clears his throat or coughs into the mic one more time, I'm going to just reach through and strangle him. Dude, I, I told him that. Boy, huh? Yeah, I told him that. <laughs> like, like, just, you know, tip back. But, you know, who am I to say? I fucked up last time, Jake. You missed it. I, we had to start over like three times because I forgot to plug in my headphones the first time. Oh, oh for chopping ball, right? <laughs> yeah. She was a hot mess. Oh, my Oof. God. That's my life. Dude, that feedback. So great. Love it. Well, it's not there anymore because 
I recorded it fine and I took the put the headphones in. That's a great thing about editing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that you don't have to do half the work if you get the audio right the first time, which mm-hmm. I didn't really do. I just did it the hard way when we started this show because we had USB mics and we had to, I mean, anybody who has Yeti mics putting two of the you know most common Yeti in at the same time, they have the same serial number. So your computer reads it the same. So you have to get a splitter. You have to do audio chest. And so we would do all of these things before I finally broke down and bought um, a mixer. And even then there is, if you're like an audio file, you'll hear like a slight echo. So even when I would record it in person with someone, I'd still have to do all the work of literally editing each and every single phrase where I'm muting the other person if I'm not taking out anything else. And now that you guys are all far away and we're in our little echo chambers, it's actually better. So you're welcome, audience. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Always thinking of others. I am. I am <laughs> the humblest and most generous of the hosts. I think we can all agree, which is why I'm going to take over. We're going to talk about David Blue Garcia, the guy so profane that Blue Material is his middle name. How the fuck do you direct one movie called Tejano in 2018 and then you get to take the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise? Explain this to me. Well, no one wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty solid. <laughs> Which I, had I-, a, I had a 16-year-old today tell me all of the problems of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, Ooh. literally, he stopped class. He's like, did you see it? And I said, yes. So we had a whole conversation, and all the kids are sitting there pissed off because now we spoiled it. And what did he do? He will naturally... Did he do... Was he, like, the nerd? He, he was mad. He, he was mad at the... The well, the Sally character, he got pissed off that like he's like, how the hell is Leatherface gonna put her up on the chainsaw and like shake her around, and she can still fire a shotgun? That was pretty bad. We we can all agree, like that was was completely unnecessary, right? Yeah, yeah, and and then the shotgun, like I said, mentioned too, shotguns. Well, obviously we've never been shot by a shotgun, but. What was she shooting beanbags? That's what she was shooting beanbags out of the fucking thing. He gets shot like multiple times. Well, I'll remind you, uh, Jackass Forever is trending worldwide. So uh, in Jackass 1, I think Johnny Knoxville gets shot with a shotgun with a beanbag in it and stays standing. So he's much slighter of build than Leatherface. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's like kind of hard to spoil because even though I enjoyed the movie, I feel like everything you think is going to happen happens. There's no yeah. like surprises. There's no like reveal. It's like, no, if you've seen the first one, you know how this one's going to go. <laughs> even if you didn't, if, if you just know what slasher movies are, I think that you would even kind of get it because it's basically as soon as you saw the trailer, you're like, oh, this one just involves Gen Z. Got it. OK. Yeah, but they weren't uh, annoying about it. Like. They start like because I everyone was under the impression that they were going to create these characters that were going to be like super like woke and super doing, you know, um, gentrifying things. Well, they were. Leatherface was against it. Well, I know. But like, I felt like they were going to play up the whole like, oh, let's go get some avocado toast. But like they had the look and they had the slight aesthetic of like those, you know, the, the people that people were expecting to see. But it didn't cross the line to being like over the top or like a character of Gen Z. I felt they were pretty believable up until like, I mean, they did do a fucked up thing with that woman, but I thought they were going to be more obnoxious than they were. Well, as soon as they got off the bus and I saw the guy with man bun, I'm like, all right, Leatherface, kill them all. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I was already rooting against them because of the whole I'm going to cancel you, bro, thing. I was like, oh, OK, like I, I want all these people to die in every slasher movie, but I, I want them to hurt in this movie. Yeah, but that wasn't the kids, though. That was the investors. So like what you just said was like, oh. I'm going to cancel you, bro. I thought that was going to be the core group, like their whole thing. Gotcha. And so I was I really was like, OK, well, we're not going to care about any of these. But really, I liked the older sister. She was probably my favorite character. Yeah. You know, I like that she fucked up and then she felt bad and kept trying to fix it. Well, I kind of wish that they had a moment where it showed the kind of predatory nature for a distinction where they are manipulating these uncool people into becoming investors or something. Because Dante definitely has that point where he becomes callous, right? And I almost wish that, you know, uh, Melody, played by Sarah Yarkin, just a very feminine and suave last name, 
sounds like uh, a character from Texas Chainsaw. Uh, excuse me, of Next Generation. Damn it, you guys have melted my brain. But you know, she's sitting there like clutching her pearls the whole time, and I think it makes it more impactful if she's clutching her pearls. But you realize that she was going to manipulate and take from other people, so it's almost like a realization of what she's done is wrong, as opposed to just being like, "Oops." Yeah, I, I, I just think from the get go, I don't know. I, I disagree with you a little bit, Mikey, because I feel like they were a little bit insufferable, especially at the gas station. Like she's she's talking shit about oh that guy was so cute what was his name again um, Richter we talked about this Richter I was Richter. trying to find like a I sexual mean, joke about the Richter live, scale but it wasn't I, working I live in Florida I've dated a redneck or two so like that guy was pretty hot but anyway yeah a, a lifted truck and was listening to metal and I, I was know. like oh I know he is very aroused wherever <laughs> she is watching this. I had to change my sheets like twice while watching the movie and he wasn't even there that much. <laughs> I know. So anyway, I that's where I disagree because I feel like they made them insufferable so that when they do die, it's it's satisfying for the audience because a lot of what some of the chainsaw massacres, especially the remakes, try to do was like really, I think, ingrain you into these characters that you really feel for, so that when they do die, it's like a really hard hit, right? And so I really wanted the older sister to die the whole time. And then by the end, when she redeems herself and she's in the car and she's saying, sorry, I'm like, you know what? I kind of don't want her to die. I kind of don't want her to die. <laughs> Surprise. And then she dies. Yeah. Exactly. Like, ah! <laughs> so that was good. That, that made me good. so happy. I, I, I know. Like, I've talked about that with quite a few people. Like the, this, uh, you know, rhyming verse, let's say, with the original where Sally's being driven off in the bed of the truck and she's just kind of reconciling what she's just been through and it's kind of the same thing in this but using the tesla autopilot was just hilarious like that what i imagine that toby hooper whatever uh you know afterlife exists is very amused by that yeah that was cute to me there was two scenes that really like stood out as being awesome and that was one of course and the first one even they showed it over and over in the trailer is his head poking out of the sunflowers I thought that was super effective. I don't know. I just, I love that scene. And even whenever I showed up again in the movie, I, I like, it. I don't know. I thought he was taking a shit. I know that. There's so many things that Doug was disappointed that never happened. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to see more of the family. But I got to say, the annoying characters, that's kind of how Toby Hooper did the original two. Because, you know, Franklin. Franklin, yeah. Yeah, because everyone besides Sally was annoying, I thought. Mm. And then in the second one, you get the yuppies. With the ones with the glasses, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the annoying characters are back. Yeah. And that's what I told the kids, too, because I was like, you know, if you want to watch some good sequels, The Next Generation, love it. And then and like it's on HBO Max. And then part two, I think right now is on Tubi again. Yeah. So I was like, and part two is really good. So, you know, go back to those and enjoy that if you hated this one. So I think that's one of the really interesting parts of the Texas Chainsaw structure right you look at let's say friday the 13th and, and the whole gimmick is always oh you know these the kids are fucking and they're distracted and they're being punished right and then you have like nightmare on elm street and it's like that they're the kids are the kids of people who wrong freddy or what have you with this it's literally just the other but from the perspective of somebody who's being like encroached upon mm-hmm. right like it's not necessarily they're being purposefully shitty they are just the other and it, because of that staunch contrast and so I'm kind of grateful that the, you know, I'm going to cancel you, bro, or whatever was one of few things that happened like that because they could have leaned into it more. So I do have to applaud having a bit of restraint to just let things be unsaid but different, right? They didn't have to go and have 15 moments where you have the old lady being like, oh, you're different than me, black man. They had that one sentence and that was really impactful as opposed to that being just beaten to death. So that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I, I think that the kids were a little bit worse with that. Like, why why harass him that he has a gun? And then he had a perfectly plausible reason for why he carries the gun because of the feral hogs. Yeah. Some of the hogs or something. And so, like, firstly, if I saw somebody carrying the gun, I'm not going to make comments like and that, that's I think that's the general general the general. What is that? Consensus. Generational difference. Oh, just kidding. Between the millennials and the Gen Z. Right. Because. I mean, I feel like, well, and we're older millennials, like we're the old ones. Yeah. So I don't even want to, right? Like, I think it also depends where you live. We're in the middle. I think it depends where you live. Because like me and you, like you live in Florida, I live in Texas. It's probably pretty common for us to see that. But 
I don't know how it is in California. Do people open carry in California? I mean, you see a lot of knives. You don't see a whole lot of guns. You see a lot of really tacky mall ninja shit knives, uh, but pretty rare for guns. But also, so we can talk about the random subplot of the school shooting because Melody, um, Melody was also, I feel, being really protective because her sister was a victim of a school shooting, which is probably why she's sensitive to guns, which... Turns out, actually, she's more sensitive to them than what was her name? The other, the little girl, the Lila. Little sister. Yeah, than Lila. Even though Lila was the one that got shot, I, I, a lot of people are saying it was unnecessary, and I tend to agree with them just because I feel like they didn't use it as much as they could have, because it could have been a pretty impactful plot point and it's relevant, but. It was just thrown in there for like two scenes of showing some sort of hardship. It's interesting because I kind of blocked that out of my mind. So being in a school setting every day and seeing things like that, especially with Parkland being so close by and every Valentine's Day, the fact that the movie was released around Valentine's Day and the Parkland shooting happened on Valentine's Day. I don't know if that was purposeful or not to have that type of character like that. It's just... There's already this character going through trauma, and I feel that that is probably the most, I don't know if they pigeonholed it or in, but something that like kind of impacts the Gen Z generation the most are those things. Because how many shootings have we had now at this point? How many kids have died? How many people have been maimed and hurt and probably have been in those situations and been that young? And it kind of like, I think, gave an arc to her character in the sense, because eventually she sort of wants to embrace and learn how to use the gun. She picks it up and then she's able to use it by the end. I don't know if that's insensitive to use that in a horror film, but I've but again, it's a horror film. And I feel like it's more of a commentary on what like Leatherface is scary. He's you know, he's coming after her, but she's been through worse. In my opinion, she's watched all her friends die around her and she almost dies herself. And she's dying in the school in a setting where she should be safe. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This hits me. My wife is also a teacher. And, you know, we have two kids starting school. We're looking at school stuff. We see backpacks that are bulletproof being sold to children. That's a very tough thing to stomach. I, while I'm watching it, I'm thinking in my mind, is this exploitative? Is this in poor taste? What are the statistics here? And so just now we were talking, I pulled up 2021 in the US, there were 34 school shootings, which isn't bad. But when you factor in that 24 of them occurred after August for that last four month period, that's crazy. So I mean, when you think about like, oh, what are the odds? Because we've all heard me complain so much about the coincidental stuff. Um, sometimes I give it a pass. Sometimes I don't. And so it's like, oh, is it a coincidence that the star of this movie is that statistically speaking, the likelihood of this happening is not that crazy. It just feels like it to us because these instances happen much more infrequently when we were kids. I mean, if you think about it, if you project out the locations, the frequency, the amount of years you spend in school, being at least in some way involved in a school shooting, I mean, that's what even let's say one in 10,000, that's better odds you're getting in Vegas that you've been involved in a school shooting. So it's really not that dire. I I keep getting torn. Sorry to keep rambling at this point, but whether she should have been the central character so that the trauma that she's reliving can be kind of um, a simile for what she's already gone through, or if it's good that she's a background character and people are imprinting their experience onto her as somebody who's suffering. Because we see that all the time, whether people are going through depression, going through a, you know domestic violence, or just people imprint on them how they're supposed to feel rather than letting them organically do it. So what do you guys think about that? Boom, talking point. Doug, go ahead. Um, Mikey, why don't you go ahead first? <laughs> no, no. Mikey, why don't Aid go ahead first? Aid, why don't Jake go ahead first? Okay, well, okay, fine. I mean, I don't know if I thought that Lila was a background character. I mean, I guess her older sister was supposed to be the main... I thought her older sister was supposed to be the background character and Lila's the main character. No? They literally remand Lila to the bus, though, while you follow... Melody of her adventures. Well, yeah, but you always follow the people at the beginning who are going to die first. That doesn't necessarily make them because Dante, like, oh my god, I got his face split up, and that was so cool. And they finally yeah, shot it. Cool. Like, yes. As a quick side note, that was one thing that this movie did amazing was just the deaths and the gore. Yeah, his face reminded me of the guy from Slither. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That was cute. Yeah. To your point, Jake, I don't, it's, it's, it's hard because it's something that we also don't really want to think about um, mm-hmm. as being a reality. So, you know, there's there's already that. I'm never one to tell a movie not to have something in it unless it's like real animal torture or like any animal ferox. Yeah, like anything that's real. So I, I'm not one to be like, oh, they shouldn't include it. But like my thing is like, just do it honor and do it justice. I think that it is a reality that a lot of kids face, unfortunately. Um, I don't think it was done in any disrespectful way. I just when you have a platform like that and you're addressing a situation like that, you could do so much more to kind of like make the audience aware that, you know, like, and I don't want to get too social commentary, but like this does happen. It may seem outlandish to have it in the movie, but when you actually start breaking it down and realizing it and like, oh shit, like there very well could be someone out there that has this scar that we don't know about. And then as far as like the main character goes, I I think we followed Melody around because we wanted that, we wanted that retribution from her of changing, you know, her mindset and also, we had to build up that care for her so that at the end, we're heartbroken when she gets decapitated. <laughs> yeah. Like, but we knew like, we knew the virginal, innocent final girl was always Lila. Yeah. I, I wasn't I heartbroken. I just thought, oh, H&M just lost a well-paying customer. <laughs> oh, my God. Forever 21, <laughs> maybe never 21. Boom. <laughs> Dang. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to dip out because we, we have some background noises coming on. So thank you guys for letting me jump in. And you can go back to your free balling episode. Or you could just press mute when there's you're not talking. It's easy. Stop trying to run away from your feelings. You're not going to be a quitter on me during Women's March. You're going to show us how much you can endure like women do. Huh? Okay. Like ask my long-suffering wife. Boom. <laughs> so, Doug, I used some 10-penny words. What's something that you liked thematically in the movie that we might not have touched on? Okay, well, one thing I did like is that uh, Leatherface was kind of uh, back to his old ways again. Like, one of my favorite shots in the first movie is the opening. Like, for example, when you see the corpse kind of displayed on the tombstone. This one, you get that. He skins the old lady, and then he puts her in the field, and she's she's <laughs> she has, like, a one of the rotten sunflowers on her. I'm like, that's awesome. The worst scarecrow I've ever seen. Because if... I don't know why they did it, but her, like, she had lips still. So she had, like, this what looked like Play-Doh around. <laughs> ah, I laughed hard. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that was great. And uh, I got to say, too, like, the first time I watched it, the movie was like, okay, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's not my favorite sequel. But I watched it a second time with Yahira. And I'm like, this is, it's fast and easy. It reminded me a lot of Chopping Mall, where it's quick, fast, out, and in a hurry. It wasn't like uh, waxing its care, like, oh, my God, it's going to be yeah. like the first movie. Like, oh, my, remember this? Remember this? Remember yeah. this? Uh, like, a lot of these movies are nowadays. Like, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I can't fucking stand the new Halloween kills and Halloween 2018 because it's all like, you remember that? Like, I cringe so hard on the Halloween kills one when they go back to the first one. And that little kid turns back and he's like, it was the boogeyman. You remember this night in 1970? You know, I can't say that. This one didn't do that. and didn't walk you over and repeat the same things of characters saying, oh, do you remember back on that night in 1970? No one fucking remembers. And I love it because it's a commentary when Sally gets killed in it it's like fuck you to all these legendary characters like she even comes in with a shotgun and she says do you remember me don't you no leatherface doesn't even remember i love that yeah that reminds me of like my one of my favorite bits of cinema ever and i say this completely unironically is street fighter the movie chun li pours her heart out to m bison talking about how he and his band of goons killed her father and he says to you that was the most important day of your life to me it was tuesday because people build up this sense of self-importance and they imagine they're the main character in everybody's lives. And it's like, you don't fucking matter. It doesn't matter at all. And for her not to was so like great. I was so just in love with that idea. And especially because it kind of takes, and correct me if you think differently, it creates the idea that, like Leatherface is just a force of nature. He's not a calculating creature. He's not a master of evil with the curse of thorn. He's just muscles moving. And I like that because I feel like every other character gets either too sympathetic or too swayed in one direction. But I feel like a through line from Texas Chainsaw 1 to presently is that. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, because he just she's like, say my name. And he just walks right past her. It's like, I don't give a fuck about you. You, you waste, you're the one that's bad. You wasted all your years when you were in your 20s to when you're fucking 70 years old now, you know, me haunting you. But I don't even think about that. He even like when he kills her, he throws her in the fucking trash pile. That's just showing exactly. you. Exactly. You know? so, so deliberate, right? 
Yeah. I really appreciated that. I really wish she didn't have the moment where she like, oh, here, take the gun. I think that she should have been dead because A, the gratuitous violence to get her there. So it's kind of hokey, the idea that she's still alive. But B, I think that the message kind of gets conflated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I did that, uh, well, when we did that slashers uh, review for the for the movie, I I recorded that after I watched it. And uh, now after watching it a second time, I'm like, you know, what? maybe I could go back on that review and and praise it a little more because I was I was. I was still under the impression that it was trying to repeat what Halloween kills and and this was better than Halloween kills and Halloween 2018, to be honest. This did it better than any of those movies. I have to agree with you, Doug. I wasn't really a big fan of those two either. Well, it just well, especially with Halloween kills, like I rewatched that again recently and I'm just like, it is so fucking cringy. Like when when they're repeating things like you remember that night on our turn, uh, you know, remember that Halloween night, remember the Halloween night. And besides Evil Dice Tonight and all that stuff, they just they keep mentioning it. I'm like, shut up. What is this? Like some fucking sticky, cum-filled uh, fan fiction? You know, some sweaty guy at a convention wrote? No, because oh, then I would have liked it. Thankfully, <laughs> it's, it's ending this year. So, I, I mean, I is think it, Hall- Halloween well, better end. <laughs> my, I, I know. I, they dragged it on. I think that they tried too much with kills. And I... Doug, I agree with you. I think this was a better remake than both the 2018 and Halloween Kills. And I'll probably get a lot of flack for this. But at this point, I really don't care because I don't think Halloween Kills was as effective as it should have been. And it's, oh, my God, so annoying. It was just annoying. It's an, like, it's cringy. I haven't cringed that hard in a while. And I'm watching like, oof. For such a big budget movie with a lot of power behind it, I was like, did anybody test screen this? Like the best part yeah. was the was the best part was the gay couple. They were my favorite part. Oh like, yeah, was it big big John Little John? Yeah, they should have just did the whole fucking movie around them, and then like you know, show Jamie every few minutes, and then you know, like it's like bring new characters into this. You don't need to center the movie around you know characters long gone. And it, I mean, I did like Lindsay just, though. Yeah, the ending was good, but with with Michael being what Michael is, like that was the only thing that with with chain with the chainsaw massacre that I was like, oh. You know, she's shooting him with a shotgun. So now he's Michael Myers and he's indestructible. And he's, and then did you see how fast he was running? Like, I'd never seen Leatherface run so. I mean, I know he ran fast in the 70s, but like, he's fucking old now. Like, yeah. how is he running? He I'm was so- running so fast. <laughs> Sorry. Can we talk about the timeline? It's, it's a little mm. convoluted, right? Yeah, the yeah, idea, like, like, when would he have been in the home? Was it implying that he was put in the home after the events? that was a little bit screwy. I think that almost to the point of maybe making it Leatherface's son or something might have been better. And you're wondering like who the mom is, something like gross, like implied, you know, something that they've done. Well, yeah. they tried that with that Leatherface movie that came out, the the one with the French filmmakers. And, and then like that movie's just so convoluted and up its own ass. Um, you mean Leatherback? Uh, Leatherback? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing with that movie, have you, have you guys seen that one? Leatherface? Now they it's try been to on throw, my watch list for fucking years. And I've never gotten to it. It's honestly, it's not bad if you don't see it as a Texas Chainsaw movie. It's more like a French extreme film to me. That's what I've heard. It's it like more of the high tension kind of. Yeah, it's very much like high tension, and they and they make Leatherface like a like a seventeen year old like hunk. Like it's it's like what the like, this is not Leatherface, and they have a fat character in there that's they they make you try to believe that that's Leatherface, and then you realize it's like oh wait no this this this. This country uh, bumpkin is Leatherface. And I'm like, that's not, no, what the fuck? Like, how does he go from that to, it, it just, just didn't make, make any sense. sense. I can tell uh, you how you go from that to that. Look at my high school yeah. pictures and look at me now. Well, no, because oh Leatherface God. in the movie, he's like this talkative <laughs> guy that's like, like, hi, my name's, they call me Bubba. Hi, hi, everyone. Hi, I'm a hunk. Hi. Like, he's kind of like that throughout the movie. I'm like, how did that go from, but it was, honestly, this one, you said the timeline was messed up in this new one. The timeline was messed up in Texas Chainsaw 3D. That girl was supposed to be his cousin. Wouldn't she be in her 40s? This oh. can be a little bit staggered, but yeah. I think I'm she was like this. a second cousin. Okay. Fu- 
Fuck that one. I hate that one. I like that one. Let's fight about it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think the guy who played Leatherface in this movie that Doug's talking about could probably get Mikey. Sam Strike, and that is his real name. It sounds like a really shitty stage name, or like that he'd be a G.I. Joe character. He's a cute little kid. And then it also, the movie had the bad Iron Fist, so I might watch this tonight. Okay, yeah, let me show you, like, like he's like this model, and it's Winky like you're trying, boy, yeah. yeah, you're trying to pass this off as Leatherface? Okay, um, I can't, I'm trying to show you, but the green screen's taking it up. I'm but yeah, them. that is not, Sam Strike, that is not fucking, Le- I, I don't care what you say, it's like, I, I don't know. I was watching him well, like, I am not believing this at all. Because it's implied that that Leatherface has some sort of mental disability, right? Like he's not he's not all there. Yeah. OK, so that I mean, I guess years of abuse could have broken him down to that way. But I feel like because of his disability, that's why they abuse him, because they know that they can. So I don't understand where you go from this you know, this, what is it? This little, um, uh, Tom Holland looking kid to, wow. That's funny because I just saw a thing looking up Sam strike where it said that he was not going to be the new Spider-Man. I was like, very yeah, good. well, there you go. So I'm just like, okay. And, um, you know, whatever, I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like they're trying to like recreate this story. And I don't really think that it needs the, the re, the reboot type. I don't think it needs that because it's not just Leatherface, it's the whole family that makes the film. It, yes. That's my biggest gripe is that we're basically introducing, albeit royalty in the Borg queen. Uh, who is she? Why does she matter? Why does she matter so much to him? You know, I get that the family has been dead, but like, it's just, it doesn't work. And if you're trying to do a new continuity, you can do a new continuity. You can make it more clearly established. And I think that, you know, certain times I like ambiguity in film, you know, like going back to Texas Chainsaw, the original. I like that things aren't explained. But in this one, if you're going to be reliant on it, you do have to explain. You don't get the benefit of having it be mysterious, but also contingent on this other existing intellectual property. Yeah, because like she could have like driven out to that way to like pick up some chickens or some shit and like found him alone after the cave was blown up after part two. Yeah. And and he's alone in the house and she just takes him in. Like it could have been just a that. quick little scene, like, okay, here you go. Come on. Come, you know, come. Yeah, so this could brother. be a sequel to part two. Yeah. Which which would make sense because he's all alone. Like if he survived, because we don't I mean he's blown up, right? But we don't really know. I mean, we don't really know what happened. Well, he had a big ass chainsaw on his gut. Um, because part, part three is all over the place. And then I, I think after that, they tried to bring like a hot guy into the mix because we have Viggo Mortensen in part three, and then we've got Matt McConaughey in part four. So I'm like, all right, they're trying to like, just drag the ladies in on this one. Right. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think a sequel to part two would make better sense in this case, because then all the family would have been dead. I think that one of the things I actually kind of enjoyed about it, contrary to what y'all are saying is it didn't try to mess with the mythos of Leatherface. It was just a mm. sequel. They didn't try to rewrite any history. They didn't try to be like, ignore this timeline. It was just like, here's Le- Jake. Here we go. I know he's good. <laughs> I mean, what Aid said would have been cool if they would have just briefly explained how sh- he ended up in her adoption. Her place. orphanage. Yeah, orphanage. orphanage. Like, yeah, that would have been adoption Mars. Yeah. Where we have orphans. <laughs> Adoptions are us. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I just like that. It was like, OK, I don't have to worry about where they, he came from. Like, we all know that we all know his history. It's just Leatherface killing people. And sometimes it's just what you want. It's a quickie like in the airplane. Mm-hmm. Okay, quickie is good. This movie is actually shorter than the original by a minute. But here's my thing. It's that stupid picture that ruins it because. It is implied, given the fact he's in the picture, that he is of the age group of those children. Yeah. If they had done anything to delineate that maybe she brought him on as staff or something, then all those questions are completely relieved. But because they keep it ambiguous, you're just like, is he young? Is he not? But then he's super, he's got gray, but then he doesn't have all gray. And those things just conflate unnecessarily. And and I really don't like that they showed his face. Yeah, I didn't like it either. He looked really young too. Yeah. Like he was just sitting in the corner. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Because never in a million years would I have thought that that was Leatherface. Like, 
Yeah, it's like Rob Zombie gained some weight. (laughs) (laughs) What would make more sense, in my opinion, which obviously is different from everybody else's on this show. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mikey, that is not true. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. So, like... (laughs) I think it would be more plausible if the family actually got him from the adoption agency and then like fucked him up. And then I don't know, maybe it, because they died because, you know, back then they were old that he went back to the uh, um, the place where he came from the, with the lady. That's great. OK, but like, tell us In one sentence. She says the only boy I ever had who got returned. Something like that, you know, Yeah. Uh, mm. he was re- returned as defective goods and you just move on from there. That that clarifies. But as it stands, as far as we that's what I mean, you can't have the ambiguity and not because I always took it that the the family in the first one was more like the way that the Ninja Turtles are brothers, where it's like we're family, but we're not like blood family necessarily. Given the age gaps and the way that they look, it does definitely seem to be that Edwin Neal and Jim Seedow's characters are related because they look a lot alike. But it definitely feels like with Gunner being so physically different that there's something. Is he a half brother? Is he an inbred something? So I think yours could have worked. Why weren't you sitting there with Fady Alvarez and Chris Thomas Devlin giving them notes? I had a couple of DMs from them, but they were just inappropriate. I didn't know that it was going to lead to something. You don't lead with the dick pic. Fetty Alvarez, you lead with <gasps> hi. My name is Fetty Alvarez. But um, oh. to your earlier point about seeing his face, legitimately, I thought it was the actor Mark Boone Jr. He was in Memento. He was in Thirty Days of Night. If you Google him, he's just the guy who like has a scraggly beard and is big. And I thought he was just going to be in this movie. So I was like, oh, cool, I like that guy. And then it turns out he's the murderer for the film. And I was like, not the same. Don't like that. Nope. No, no. I And yeah. it conflates the trans message a little bit, which I'm a little bit offended by. What do you mean? Given the fact that he's d- like presented in such a burly and masculine way and the fact that he has this big bushy beard, I understand that it's meant to be a starker contrast when he puts on her face and puts the makeup on. That is Leatherface. I mean, that's in the first movie, he wears two w- women's masks. Clearly, there's no ambiguity there. It's not that it's like, you know, and so I've always liked it because he was very heavily influenced by Ed Gein. And so it gets a little bit frustrating to me to see it not be front and center. In fact, I feel like, I mean, we were just talking about it. You live in Texas. You have this new regulation where you have parents of trans kids being persecuted. It's crazy to me to think that we've progressed so far as a culture, and yet we still have pockets of discrimination that people are just largely okay with. And I feel like that's something that even a lot of Gen Z aren't necessarily forward thinking. So it'd be even a pretty cool way in my summation to show how regressive these quote unquote woke people were. But, you know, missed opportunity. But I mean, that's one of the frustrating parts of this movie is we never really know the circumstances of its production because of changes, because of budgetary constraints. This was going to be a theatrical. Then it gets to streaming. And before it's even done, how many re-edits did we see? How were, you know, was filming compromised? Those are all things where I'm giving it a little bit more of grace now than I think I would if I just saw this 10 years from now removed from the kind of socioeconomic whatever we're going through. Yeah. 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 Oh, another interesting point that I heard of, which it's similar, is that, you know, with all these requels happening, I was I've been watching a lot of debate back and forth on Facebook about it. And people are saying do you think this Scream 6 is being, no, Scream 5 is being held to the same standards as this movie? Because people are going really hard on this one, but they kind of let Scream 5 get away with a lot of the sins they're saying this one committed. I have a good explanation as to why, but let's hear your other thoughts first, because I've rambled a lot this episode. Um, well, I think one interesting fact, too, is that there's another version of this movie that we're probably never going to see. Because the yeah. director shot a bunch of stuff and he was fired. Why was he fired? Um, I don't know. I guess they said if Fede said it was not good or something or something didn't yep. match up. I don't I don't know. So I'm curious to see what that stuff was. Um, yeah. And so that would probably would be interesting to see that version, because I feel like it probably would fall more in the vein. I don't know. Well, it was probably too fan. That's the one thing, like I said, if it gets too fan fictiony, that's why I'm glad they didn't explain who that who that woman was in relationship to Leatherface, because they could have went off on tangents. You know, this is short, sweet and to the point. Like, do we really like we're going back to chopping mall? Do we really need to know? Oh, the company that built these robots. Why do they? No, it's just fun. Like, that's how this one is. It's a 
Yeah. Pop it in. I think that the reason that Scream gets a pass is because it is constructed on a basis of being sardonic and deconstructive and reconstructive. And the fact that you have a lot of those issues, it works. Where it fails, it's also highlighting the failures of other franchises. It's turning the lens back. Whereas Texas Chainsaw is this argument of diminishing returns because so many people say that all the sequels are bad. And it's like, that's not true. It's patently untrue. People say that the remake is bad. It's just, it's simply not true. It's, yeah. It might not be as good, but it doesn't make it bad. This movie is frustrating to me because it is inarguably not as good as the original, but it's almost bad. It, to me, I think that it's better. I think there are redeeming qualities, especially if you give it the handicap of the circumstances. Like Doug said, you lose your director. You have all these other situations going on. I can only imagine what reshoots were like. So I'll give it a little bit there. But yeah, I don't think that you can compare the two because the nature of the the Texas Chainsaw franchise, even or probably especially when they did try and do reinventions like Look at Two, they had to do hard course corrections where people were like, absolutely the fuck not. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then uh, to your point about Scream 5 getting away with things, I, I wonder if the fact that with Scream 5, it's more relevant to a certain group of people. Whereas I think if you're thinking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're dealing with people back from the seventies, right? That maybe watched it as a kid and now coming back and watching this one. That's how many like years in between, right? So like what, 40, 50 years. Oh my God. How old are people in the seventies from the seventies, 40 in their forties? No, that's if they were born in the seventies. Okay. So like 40 something years or whatever. So I mean, people are so far removed from the first one. So it's like you have different generations watching these with Scream. I mean, I know it's old, but it's not like any kid nowadays have seen has seen the first one. Right. Every kid has seen Scream. Any self-respecting kid has. Yes. Well, yeah, but it's part of their, you know, like that's like when we were growing up, everybody saw, you know, Friday the 13th, right? Or we all saw Chucky. We all saw those, you know, we didn't grow up with it or anything. It was came out before we were born, a lot of these movies, but we just, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And plus with Scream, you know, it's, it came out in theaters. I think that that really, the fact, all the big hype, having all the same people come back, like Scream was going to get away with more regardless, yeah. in my opinion. So I, I don't know if it, you know, and if you don't have Netflix, then you're not watching this one, right? So well, I think it's a really good point when you mentioned the actors returning. That's another thing that I've always felt kind of subverted the Texas Chainsaw franchise to an extent where you don't have recurring characters aside from Leatherface, really. Mm-hmm. You go from one to two. No one's the same except for him. It, it, you continue that kind of lineage throughout where it's a reinvention and reimagination. You, you do that. And so there are certain ad- advantages to that. It's almost like the Man Without a Name trilogy from Clint Eastwood, right? But then it's also you lose that because you don't have the sentimentality of those characters. You don't have limping Dewey where you're like, I'm rooting for you, buddy, because I, I watched you die and I was relieved when you lived, you know, like those kinds of things. That's a good point. Good job, Ed. Gold star. You get the goldest star. Mikey, you've been demoted. You just have a kind of tarnished gold star now. Demoted to what? I'm already like on the lowest level of anything. That- <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, don't no. neg yourself, booby. Just make me no. feel better and tell me how pretty I am. Um, no, I-, I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are so me. Anyways, but we need to hear more from Doug because like, Doug, I want to hear more from you. Yeah, and I need to find headphones while you talk, Doug. Okay. So, yeah, we, we left off on uh, why Scream got away with more. Well, I can't really say much because I haven't seen the new Scream yet. I'm cheap. I, I'll wait for it to come on streaming or something. But in terms of just an overall sequel, I mean, you know me. I actually like The Next Generation besides, like, yep. 1 and 2. I like that one. And people fucking hate that movie. I still see people like people are reviewing this new one from Netflix and they say, you want a bad movie? You should see Texas Chainsaw 2. Now, that's a bad movie. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's it, that's the good thing about these movies, because each one is besides the first two. They're so drastically different. So it's like if you say this one's bad, I don't know. Honestly, if you ask me, the, the worst one, I think, is the third one because it's just mm. so stale. Yeah. It's so, safe. It's a course correction, right? Where yeah. they went too weird and then they're trying to go back. And it kind of feels like that with this one. By being so directly comparable to the first one, you get 
all the, the losing elements because you're just going to sit there and go, why the first one was better than this? Whereas between one and two, with that incredible genre shift, you have to make some kind of tenuous arguments to be able to compare one and two, right? They're just different movies. Yeah, so I, I, I learned to appreciate it, but this is one that I'm like, after the first time watch, I think it was just the adrenaline of watching it, a new Texas yeah. Chainsaw movie, and kind of taking in all these different opinions that I had to like form it myself. But when I watched it the second time, that was like grabbing all those opinions and making my own and just kind of making my own mold. And I'm like, this is a fun movie. I really fucking like this movie. Kudos to the filmmakers. Yeah, so I, I really uh, I do like the bus massacre scene. What else do we have in here? The uh, just all the characters die, which I love because yeah. it just doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. And did you see the Marvel like cinematic uh, F post credit ending? Him walking Hi. to a house, not the house. Yeah. Now, see, if they really wanted a fan nuts, uh, they'd have a chopped up. And I was like, hey, there you are, Leatherface. What took you so long? Hey, hey, hey come, on, c- c- come over here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that's the only sad thing, I think, that we could have included him in it. And if they had done that, I imagine all of the people flipping the fuck out. Yeah. And like, you know, and so I, I don't I just don't understand all of the hate. I get you know, you don't have to like it. I mean, there's movies not like, but like, what, what is the hate? I don't understand the hate of it. And I mean, and everyone bitching about the bus. And I, I made this point earlier I, on a couple different, I think on the discord, but everybody was drunk as fuck. People were probably on drugs. They were like raving in that bus. And then this idiot with a mask comes on and he's got a chainsaw. Like, I mean, everyone's probably out of it. They don't think anything of it. They think they can just cancel him with their phones and then they panic. And so I get that they couldn't really get out because nobody was thinking clearly. And, you know, and if they got out, then we wouldn't have these beautiful, beautiful shots. People just getting mowed down and just blood everywhere. And that girl getting sliced in half. And then I knew when she fell out, like all of her guts coming out. It was so good. It was so good. Sorry, Jake. I just I have to say something because, yes, I, I can give some passes to the substance abuse. Right. That's totally fine. I get it. But bus windows for safety easily pop out. In fact, when I was a kid and we were on a field trip, we popped one of them out to the point where we couldn't get it back. It was a big thing. But what the problem I have is the fact that a guy with a butt fucking chainsaw comes in and steps there and people have the wherewithal to like sit and talk and make little jokey jokes. I can understand a couple of the people having the phone. It's a little too ham fisted to have everybody have the phone and have that stupid quip. Imagine this scenario comparable to the original because what's the my favorite fucking part of the entire texas chainsaw is when the dude's walking and gets clubbed in the head dragged in door Mm -hmm. slammed no explanation force of nature boom done if you had leatherface stomp onto that fucking bus like powerfully stomp 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 rev boom that would be beautiful that would be like people talking about it like the stupid rogue one darth vader thing but this was just because it starts off with a joke that went off like a we're in women's month, so I'll say a queef instead of a fart. <laughs> then it just kind of ruined what was otherwise pretty great gore. I don't understand why people hate that line so much. It was, I just, I don't know. They had to have something for the trailer. It just, yeah. it, ugh, it wasn't. Well, here's what I'll say. Um, I, I get, and it's not really going on. Well, no, it goes with it. But before we were going to talk about Texas Chainsaw, like our, our topic was like kind of movies that we either loved or hated. Yeah. And so I want to bring something up because there's a movie like, for example, with what Texas Chainsaw did with the with, with this Netflix one uh, was that it wasn't ham fisted and it didn't say we're going to bring back these characters. It didn't build anything up for like fans of the original. It's like, OK, we're going to see what we have because there's a movie and I have it in my hands right here and it built it up. This didn't come up for years. And the only way to watch it was on DVD. And it, they said, we're going to bring back characters from the original movie. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So it really pumped me up. And when I saw it, I fucking hated it i'm like what the fuck did you do that's uh return to sleepaway camp oh so, man. have you guys seen return to sleepaway camp unfortunately yeah yes, I I, I, yeah well, oh you love it okay well uh <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean you can that doesn't mean you can't hate on it or talk shit about it i love <laughs> bad movies well no it's not even that it's bad it's the way it, it was marketed i think um okay so with the original sleepaway camp i love the original sleepaway camp and i love the sequels uh in fact I, maybe i like the sequels a little more than the first one but i loved the first movie and i loved the characters because they're so fucking vulgar and <laughs> you get angela who's a boy 
But in this one, I remember the magazine article said, we're, we're going back to the original. It's a sequel to the original film. And uh, they bring it back and it's everything that's wrong. They get like, uh, who, who's in here? Isaac Hayes. The, Isaac Hayes. They have all these characters that don't matter. And we already know Angela's the fucking killer. Why are you going to give this ob- annoying, obnoxious character the red herring and make him seem like he's the killer? Like, why the... F- so this movie could have easily, you know, Texas Chainsaw could have easily done what Return to Sleep Boy Camp did. Like, we're going to bring back Sally. We're going to bring back Leatherface. We're going to bring back the cook. Uh, but no, it's just like a big <laughs> fuck you to all those fans that are fanning their nuts to, you know, see this here. So it, this movie is really just a big fuck you, and it's a good sequel. Um, Return to Sleep Boy Camp is not. <laughs> depending on who I, you ask. I watched, yeah, depending on who you ask, th- there is a good kill in this movie with the bunk bed sandwich. Um, I, I did like that. <laughs> I just um, like yeah. the part where the guy gets stabbed in the eye and his roommate screams like a girl. That part cracked me up. Oh, when the people, yeah, there's good kills in here, but when you have... Uh, that's like saying we're going to make like, like they could have done like we're bringing back Leatherface and then have like Nicki Minaj as like the lead role through have her throughout the movie. I would. And then all of that. a sudden. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> then when they reveal Leatherface, Leatherface pulls his mask off and it's it's some other character that you didn't like. Who the fuck is this? You Cardi I mean? B. Yeah. I don't know. That was just my thing on there. But then again, I'm, I'm fans of movies like this here, like five, five, five. You know what I mean? So shot on video trash. So. It, what's not to like with the new Texas Chainsaw for me? It pleased me. Me too. <laughs> so it pleased you, huh? <laughs> it pleased me. It was tantalizing, even though I'm not only really defending it. But... Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I had to smoke a cigarette afterwards. Is that? Do they still smoke cigarettes after sex? I don't know. No, it's vaping I don't think, now. I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I watch Euphoria, and it's vaping. Oh, it's um, vaping. Uh, that's so stupid. Like, come on. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, no, after my second watch on Texas Chainsaw, so you guys listening, you know, get yourself a nice piece of meat or a hunk of ham or a, a slice of pie. Sit down and watch it. And then afterwards, you'll be like, ah, yeah, this was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I wouldn't recommend it to people just because of how many people hate it in my like social circle. I'm the only one that likes it. Oh, well, I liked it. And I liked it. What do you mean social I, circle? We are the social circle. I liked circle. it too. I talked a bunch of shit, but I, I'm explaining why it could, like, this was never going to be a great movie, but it's, I'm glad to have seen it. I mean, this isn't even just the horror merit badge system or whatever. Like, it's, it's good. It's just, I'm explaining why I'm not sitting there, like, rubbing nuts with it, but also I'll defend it because there's a lot of worse sequels. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, there's I, bad sequels. I think it. I think it was good for what it was, and I just don't understand the hate. And I, I'm surprised, like all of the guys on Damn That Scary Pod liked it. I mean, they probably liked it more than we did. So, and they hate like they always like like are the opposite of us when it comes to yeah. stuff. So, <laughs> you remember when Doug and I were like Troll March fucking rules, and they like lost their minds, and then they- Will even <laughs> gave up watching the movies. <laughs> yeah, and that was their idea, and like all of you made me sub- like subjected me to this, and they're like they didn't even finish well, it. I was I'm like, kind of permanently hell? branded branded stamped with bad movies. I got Toxie right here, so. Um, uh, so yeah, trauma. We got to do Troll March too. I oh. wanted to so bad, but we had a women's march instead of pro <gasps> march. Well, you took away women's month from February. I had to deal with robots, and so now you have to deal with my with vaginas, and then then you can have your trauma after that. You know okay. there is a there is an Asian movie called Killer Pussy. <laughs> a, a lady has a vagina snake that comes out. Oh, well, a there vagina you go. snake. That's vagina da da da. <laughs> yeah, vagina, oh, vagina dentata. Do you ever make me watch teeth ever again? <laughs> vagina snake tata. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Teeth of- is on Tubi. It, they have, they only have the Spanish version, but they call it dientes. <laughs> um, awesome. So you know, being in Texas, I can tell you a lot of my uh, fellow horror fans in Texas are really mad that it wasn't filmed in Texas or in America at all. But uh-huh. I didn't even really. It, I really liked the scenery and the backdrop and it's not too far off of what Texas looks like, to be honest. I don't know if we have those huge ass dead sunflowers here, but I'm not going to check. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's like kind of like a faux pas, right? Like how are you going to have Texas chainsaw massacre? That's like, you know, like a, like American nightmare, but it's filmed in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) I did. I did find um, a, a really funny meme 
that was in response to Greg Abbott's stupid new rule about reporting trans kids' parents. And it said, you guys know how I know I would survive the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? My ass would never be found in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well. Yeah, I think we've hit the the end. I I love that we fell backwards into a full-length episode on a trending media thing. So that worked out because we were just going to talk some shit. So, uh, Doug, tell us all about Grandpa Oates and how he is related to the Texas Chainsaw family. Oh, well, I think for legal reasons, he's not. But uh, yes, correct. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So Grandpa Oates Cinema Woodchepper. If you have a Roku, go to B-Movie TV. It's going to air Sundays at 10. A lot of crazy episodes. Grandpa, uh, he kind of looks like this new leather face with the skinned woman. uh, Old lady mask on there. Grandpa Oates has been falling apart for years. He's 175 years old. His dick's all shriveled up and fell off. So um, watch his show and uh, yeah, definitely give him some support. Uh, Jake's in there fucking sand. Uh, we got some crazy <laughs> televangelists. We've got uh, we got an interview with Felicia Fisher. She gives some phone sex tips to Grandpa Oates and uh, his nursing home buddies. Uh, and yeah, we got uh, heroin junkie coffee gnomes in there too, and, and a ton more stuff too. It's a gr- it's a crazy show and a crazy movie to boot. Uh, every Sunday it'll be a different movie. And I'll tell uh, you, this is the the graphic that Jake's worked on for the Grandpa Oates show. Oh yeah, God. there we go. Look at oh, he's got more poop stains on him. I like it. Uh, it does. I added that. Uh, oh, you got to send me that one. I have the one he's more clean. Um, yeah. So so yeah, Grandpa Oats. That's gonna be the new show. And then uh, Fridays, it's uh, Friday night action at eight p.m. I'm doing more episodes on that. And then you hire us uh, some new episodes for Saturday night tears. And when it's not, you hire on Saturday nights at ten p.m. It's gonna be Jake. So some reruns. He's he's in syndication like Roseanne. <laughs> Yeah, I could still do episodes. I, I'll I'll make a triumphant return if the people ask for it. But yeah, the hire does a great you, job, yeah. so why the hell not? Well, see, the thing with the hire, she only she only has a few days. She only has Tuesdays and Fridays off. So when we film, she's like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. And but then when I'm done editing, she's like, I like it. I want to do more. I'm like, well, yeah. make up your mind. <laughs> so. Well, you know, you yeah. made her well, look. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Go. No, I'm no, gonna cut I, it out. I, I was just saying she looks adorable. So yay. Well, it's her good reason to buy different things. Like she's always on Amazon buying her, her favorite brand now is Kufandi. I mean, I've never heard of Kufandi, Ooh. but it's on Amazon. She's like, I'm going to wear this. She has a Valentine's Day one coming up uh, for, uh, well, no, that was the vampire one. And then the next one that's airing is they don't cut the grass anymore. She's wearing her gardener's outfit. <laughs> so Nice noise. All right. So we all have stuff that we're plugging, but for the posterity's sake, just follow Slasher's Pod on shit. If you want to get in contact with us and plug your own stuff, I'm open to the idea of doing ads. You want to pay me some sweaty money? Give me some sweaty money. Slasherspod at gmail.com. And also, we have a Patreon page. And also, we have a Redbubble page. And also, if there's another way that you'd like to give us money, such as coffee or buy me a coffee or what the fuck ever, you can absolutely do that or just send me just the severed head of a conservative and I'll be happy to go. For Adrian, Doug, and Mikey, my name is Jake saying goodbye and good die.